Great. So if you were here uh, when we started the service, um, we played a video. We are starting a new series called Rhythms. Um, it's a nightmare to spell if you're dyslexic. Uh, but it's called Rhythms. It's about practicing the way of Jesus. It's about going, okay, God, there are some important things that you have for us. And so uh, let's learn them. Let's go through them. Let's uh, discover more about you through these practices that we have. And, and Steph highlighted a few of them uh, in that video. Uh, prayer, giving, prophecy, study. And that's what we're looking at this afternoon is study. Uh, this Sunday or next Sunday, I can't quite remember. My theology of Anglicanism is slightly uh, missing here, but I think it's Epiphany Sunday, this Sunday. Wow, there we go. Some say this Sunday, others say next Sunday. The Church of England app says next Sunday, believe it or not. Uh, but we'll call this Sunday Epiphany Sunday, and I'll get in trouble from Sarah tomorrow. But what we celebrate is uh, the visiting of the Magi, studied and learned people coming to worship Jesus and bringing him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. These guys studying for most of their lives, looking at the stars, searching for meaning, and they come and worship Jesus because even the whole of creation sings of this person called Jesus. God born into that small human package of flesh and bone and moved into the neighborhood. It doesn't matter about how long we learn, how many degrees we have. They mean very little in the kingdom because we never ever graduate from being disciples, ever. It doesn't matter if you're the Archbishop of Canterbury or uh, little old me. We never ever graduate from being a disciple of Jesus. And so as we go through these practices, some of them will be really familiar to you. Some of you will be like, oh man, I've heard a talk on prayer for 17,000 times. I know it all. Guess what? I don't know it all. And I still need to learn and the Lord will be teaching us through these. We could, we could spend every single week of this next 12-week course talking about some of these things and never even scrape the bottom of the barrel. There is so much to learn. There is so much to learn. So uh, today's reading is from Matthew 4, if you have your Bibles, uh, and it's 14 to 20 and then 5, 1 to 12. So Matthew 4, verse 14 to 20. To fulfill what was said through the prophet Isaiah, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. 
As Jesus was walking along the, beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers called Simon and Peter, Simon Peter and his brother Andrew. And they were casting their nets into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. And then on to uh, chapter 5. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and he sat down. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the poor in heart, for they will pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the, na in the same way they, persecute, they have persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So these are some pretty, pretty uh, familiar readings, maybe, for some of us. Some of us, they might be the first time we've ever, ever cast our eyes on them. But here Jesus has two different things. He, he goes to the disciples who were fishermen. They were not the brightest sparks in the world. I relate a little bit to these guys. Not the brightest spark in the world, but God still uses me and still uses us, even though we may not have PhDs and all sorts of things. But God goes to these guys and says, come and follow me. Come and be my apprentices, and I will teach you to fish for people. And you will be fishers of people, fishers of men, some translations might have. Sometimes God calls us, even though we aren't like those magi who have been studying for years and years and years and years and have degrees and degrees and degrees behind our name in some of the richest of theologies in the world. No. He calls people like you and me to come and follow him. That's the call of every disciple. But that doesn't mean we don't have to be uh, learned people either. It means we have to learn the way of Jesus from the scriptures. We have to dig in. We have to learn to follow him. We can't all of a sudden just arrive and say, great, I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm going to go and preach to the world. No, we've got to sit and learn some of these things. People who are going to be coming to the COVID test center to learn from Chris, Chris needs to know what Jesus has said so that he can teach the people around them. We as Christians, we as followers of Jesus, as apprentices of him, just like Simon, Peter, and Andrew, we need to learn his ways to be able to show other people the way. So we have to learn. 
It wasn't just a, a one-time call for these guys. It was a call of lifelong learning the way of Jesus. Because it goes on. It's not, not come and follow me right now. Don't come and follow me just in this minute. But come and follow me all the days of your life. You never, ever arrive. If anyone ever tells you that you have arrived, you are fully discipled, please punch them because they are telling you porky pies. It's a lifelong commitment to following Jesus. We never, ever graduate. So how do we how do, we do that? Well, we, we sit under the Scriptures. It doesn't mean we literally... Uh, walk around with them on our heads and completely sit under them all the time. No, we, we kind of read through them and we work out what is God saying to us? What are the tools of the trade that God is asking us to walk in? We read it, we live it, we wrestle with it, and we ask the Spirit to come and show us how to do it. So reading it, you know, what's really helpful is every day reading a chunk of the Scriptures. Maybe not just one verse. I remember uh, a friend of mine growing up, he had this little box that was in his bedroom, and every day he would pick out a verse and he would read it and then put it into the back of the box. And, you know, that's, that's great. But picking up a random verse completely out of context is pretty dangerous. Because, oh, you can go, oh, a voice heard in Rama, or where on earth is that? Great, prepare the way of the Lord. Okay, well, who's Rama, and who's preparing what way? See, we've got to read and understand the Scriptures to be able to learn and follow Jesus in the appropriate ways. We have to know that the Bible is made up of lots and lots of different books, it's not one book is the Bible, it's a library. And it's got uh, allegory, and it's got poetry, and it's got song, and it's got history in it. It's got uh, a how-to guide. There are all these things in it that are so important. We have to know what we're reading and what genre we're reading to be able to understand it. Because we can't all of a sudden turn to the history books and go, oh, well, that's how I have to live my life today. I don't think any of us have called our children Absalom and he's hanging from a tree and he gets skewered. These are history books that teach us what God did in the past, but also how he might act. But there are some prophetic books like Isaiah, and we've, we heard an excerpt of that in Matthew's Gospel about uh, people who have seen a great light. Because God is here. It was in the beginning of uh, Matthew 4, halfway down. The people living in darkness have seen a great light. Those living in the land of shadow of death, a light has dawned. It talks about Jesus the light of the world has dawned. See, because some of those prophetic books, they, they take us right back to what it meant for those people then 
It takes us back to what it meant in the New Testament and with Jesus, but also tells us what it might mean for us going forward. And we have to learn how to read these things to be able to sit under them and to wrestle with them and live them out in our daily lives. Now, the Bible is pretty easy to understand. It's pretty easy to understand. You can pick it up and read it. There we go. Put it into practice. Great. But sometimes it's also really difficult to understand. You've got to sit there and chew it over and wrestle with it and go, oh, God, but that completely offends me in every single way. What God doesn't do is go, well, here we go. This is a simple life for us in 2021. Get on with it. He goes, come on, work with me here. Let the Spirit teach you in the way to go, in how to act, and come and follow me. I can pretty much guarantee that for some of these disciples, following Jesus was really difficult because they wanted to do one thing and Jesus did something else. They want, some of them wanted Jesus to come into Jerusalem riding on a white charger and absolutely conquering all of the Romans. But Jesus did it a different way and conquered every power and authority other than his. See, we have to sit under the scriptures to learn the Jesus way. We have to sit under those scriptures to follow him, to be apprentices. We have to wrestle with them to glean from them all that he has for us. It's no surprise that the people of Israel were called Israel because they wrestled with God. That's what Israel means, the people who wrestle with God. Guess what? We are people who wrestle with God too. I wouldn't go around changing your name by deed poll to Israel. Well, you can if you want. But sometimes we wrestle with God because the things that he has and the things that he says sometimes offend us. But we go, God, we've chosen to follow you. We've chosen to lay our lives down and to pick up your life and to go your way. Uh, Sarah and others will, will laugh when I say, if it's not in the book, don't give it a look. If it's not in the book, run away from it. Sometimes some uh, speakers and church leaders will, will teach all sorts of amazing doctrines. Doctrines are kind of the ways of living, the, the theology of how to understand God more. But guess what? If it doesn't come from the scriptures, please don't go anywhere near it. If you hear any of us teaching something that's not from the Bible, would you please leave? You've got my permission. Because if we're not sitting under the scriptures, it's not good enough. I've heard so many speakers say all sorts of amazing things and do all sorts of amazing things, but are actually not teaching the way of Jesus. We've got to do it. Our world is so desperate for Jesus. We have to teach the Jesus way. Could you imagine a plumber coming to your house? And you say, oh, could you, could you fix my kitchen sink, please? And the plumber says, yes, of course, but I apprenticed myself. You'll go, uh, 
could you go? Or your car mechanic, you go and say, oh, could you please change all four tires on my car? And he goes, yeah, of course. So, so where did you train? And they went, well, I trained myself. You go, uh, I don't think so. Why do we think that those who are followers of Jesus don't need to be, don't need to be apprenticed in the way of Jesus? Don't need to keep on learning from the scriptures the way of Jesus. Sadly, in our churches, uh, there's this idea of those who are disciples and those who have been discipled. It's wrong. Uh, at theological college where uh, vicars go and train vicar factory, uh, some people were beginning to use us. Well, I've been discipled in that. And I'd go, really? Do you know everything about that? Do you know the mind of God for that? Or do you just assume you know everything about that? There is no being, uh, you, you can never graduate from being a disciple. You always have to wrestle with it, learn from it, uh, learn the Jesus way. If it's not in the book, don't give it a look. When uh, the word, the Gospels, the, the Bible is simple to understand but difficult to live out, it means that we, we say to God, God, you are in control of my life, so I'm going to submit the things that I want to control in my life to you. So the things that I do for work, the, uh, my desires, my time, my sin, my body, uh, my singleness, my identity, my sexuality, my marriage. When we decide to go the Jesus way, we take all of those things that make up us and we hand them over to him and say, God, I want to live your way. Come and live in me and I in you. And I want to do it your way. It's not going to be easy, but help me to live it out. A little bit like these Beatitudes that we see in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Hang on. But Jesus, you know, the things you're saying are not the things that the world wants to happen. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Surely that's the wrong way around, Jesus. Surely the way we want is great are the people who have the most spirit, because theirs is the kingdom of God. No, it's the other way around. Blessed, happy, uh, fulfilled are those who are poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. What a promise to hang on to. Happy, contented, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Isn't that the complete reversal of what our society wants or our society thinks they need? Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. But the meekness means that you take the lower position. How will they inherit the earth? Well, it's because God goes, I will raise you up. Maybe this year the, the church needs to be more meek and allow God to raise them up in power. Maybe we need to go, God, I don't have all the answers. You do. 
I'm going to take a lower position and let you lift me up because that is for the kingdom of God. There are so many things in here that we can draw out. Uh, People still in philosophy lectures around the world study the Beatitudes here in Matthew chapter 5, the Sermon on the Mount, because it's some of the best philosophical lessons known to humanity. But us in the church don't read them. We don't devour the scriptures. We kind of go, oh, isn't that nice? And we move on. We have to, to be apprentices of the king, to sit under the scriptures, let them wash over us. We need to study them. We need to live them out. Because it's that way that we will see the kingdom of God moving in our nation and in our lives. So it can be difficult. So, how many of us have made uh, New Year's resolutions? Anyone? Everyone's going, nah, don't do those. They're they're quite an old-fashioned thing. Any hopes and dreams for this next year? Is one of them to learn the Bible more? Some of you are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because the vicar's saying it. But maybe it is just to read some of it every day and to let it wash over you. I can guarantee you will be different in a year's time simply by reading the scriptures and letting God speak to you through them. Uh, it's some ways are really easy. A Bible in one year, really easy. Uh, three chapters a day. Some of you are going, what, three chapters a day? It's about 20 minutes, even if you're a slow reader. A great way of doing it. And you will get through the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Uh, what some people do is do it uh, over three years and just read one chapter a day. That's also okay. Maybe it's just reading a paragraph a day. Do it. It'll change your life. So many people have, have picked up the word, read it, and come to faith. Luther, who was one of the reformers who, who pretty much changed the whole of Europe, read Romans and came to faith. Look what happened. Someone read the Bible, studied it, and changed the whole face of Europe. Pretty amazing, isn't it? So what can the 30 of us, 35 of us in this room, if we say, okay, God, today we're going to commit to reading this Bible, to learning about it, to study it, and let you change us. Could you imagine how different Telford would be? I'm excited. But we've got to do it. So read it. Bible in one year. Have a reading plan. Uh, Wrestle with it with people. You know, one thing I always say is uh, we were never, ever designed to just read this in isolation. Because you can get some pretty strange ideas. Reading it with people is what it was designed to be for. Sitting there, reading it, going, okay, guys, what do you think? What do you think? What might God be saying to you? It's why we do this. It's why uh, our staff team 
all through last term with reading through Mark's gospel a chapter at a time every week, going, God, what are you saying to us as your uh, leaders in this church? What are you saying to us for this next season? So read it. Have discussion groups. Uh, hopefully this term we'll be launching some Minster home groups or Minster villages or whatever we decide to call them so that we can get to grips with these scriptures because they are so important. They will change your life, our lives, Telford. Are you up for the challenge? Some nods. Some people going, Um If you don't have a Bible, uh, let me know and we will give you a Bible. I used to do this at um, my previous church. I hope they don't listen. Uh, But when anyone came in, I'd say to them, do you need a Bible? And if they said yes, I'd just give them one of the ones from the pew. Write your name in it. It's yours. I won't do that for St. Leonard's. Anne will kill me. But it's so important that it's worth everything. The Queen, at her coronation, was given a Bible and said, this is the most precious thing this world affords. But yet we kind of just put it to one side. We chuck it under the bed. We let it gather dust. Let's read it, guys.